What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today's topic is talking about how we got into podcasting, YouTubing, TikToking, Instagramming, social media. Yeah, and, and kind of walking through our whole journey with it. Yeah, because if you guys didn't know, I was a gymnast. If you didn't know, Sean was a gymnast, and you probably know her from that. If not, you might know her from Dancing with the Stars. But now what's crazy is when we get stopped on the street, people are like, hey, I love your TikTok. Or Instagram. Or I love your YouTube, or I love your podcast. Yeah. Which is <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, wild. I mean, yeah. So we wanted to kind of take a step back and, and tell you how we got into this. We've also just been putting a lot of thought into transitions. Yep. We've been asked that quite a lot about how the transition was out of athletics and into this new career that we have. Um, that's a big thing in athletics. Probably any industry that you transition out of, it's always like this really kind of tough time to figure out what's going to happen next. So where should we start? The beginning? Hmm. I'll give you a quick summer summary of my former career how about that great so started gymnastics when i was three made the united states um national team at 12 went to the olympics at 16 in beijing china all through that i loved school i my dream was to go to stanford university become an orthopedic surgeon um i left school my junior year to go to the olympics came back and I was just on this whirlwind of TV shows and interviews and campaigns. And I was an ambassador for McDonald's and Coca-Cola and UNICEF. And like I traveled the world doing speaking circuits and did all of this. And I, I did that for um, five years, deferred college that entire time and kind of got set on a new route. And it was about five years after... Into that um, craziness, I met Andrew. That's right. Background on me. Yep. I grew up with a dad who had played college football at Purdue. My oldest brother was an Olympic cyclist, which is how Sean and I met. There's a whole lot of videos that we've done on that. Yep. My second oldest brother uh, was a college football player, is now a professional crossfitter. He's yep. a beast. And I had, I had always grown up wanting to be an NFL player. I would draw, yep. draw myself, you know, wearing a uniform in elementary school and uh i ended up going to vandy to play college football mm -hmm. studied civil engineering there if nfl didn't work out i thought i was going to be doing uh missionary work building wells in third world countries but uh as you'll soon find out that's not necessarily how things worked worked out because when sean and i met i feel like just life took a, a lot of yeah. twists and turns that weren't expected but i will say this our roots my roots with filming and documenting and sharing and recording are deep so my dad grew up uh he would show up to every single one of my football games mm -hmm. i'm talking elementary school middle school high school college and pros he didn't need to film as much in the pros but for all levels of football he would show up with a camera and record the whole game yep we would never watch it it was never like he was never like hey we got to do this because we want to watch tape together or just like he loved participating in our sport mm -hmm. uh it was such a fun way to connect and he was super into it he'd always scheme a way to get like a media pass when we were playing <laughs> at georgia at alabama he'd like get up 
like an actual credential and end up on the field. I'll never forget on my senior day, he was standing yes. right there as I was flipping the coin. I actually <laughs> remember. UT. I remember oh, when we started dating and I would go to your football games. Every like, I would be sitting next to Dad and I would like turn away for a second, turn back, and he'd be gone. We'd be like, "Where did Dad go?" And he would box. look on the field, and he'd either like either be in the press box or he'd be on the field. And it's crazy. And he had, he was doing that my whole life. It was great. <laughs> yeah. um, but he filmed everything. He filmed. We have a birth vlog for me, which we'll do a video on. I think we have a birth vlog for my siblings. Very ahead of the time. And even my grandpa had a camera. Like when when video cameras weren't a thing, camcorders, I think they were called back in the day. Uh, he had one. And so we have footage of my dad and my mom dating when they were in high school. It's crazy. But I want to start this saga with a story from 1985 oh, that I think in, enlightens us as to uh, how we got into this. So in 1985, my dad bought his first camcorder, right? He was pumped. He was like, crushing it as his career in construction. He was like, got his master's, the whole thing. He was building stadiums around the nation for football. Bought a camcorder. He was like, this is what I want to do is I want to be a videographer, a cinematographer. He puts an ad in the, in the local newspaper saying videographer for hire. Gets a call a couple days later. It's from a couple <laughs> who asked him to show up. And I kid you not, they wanted him to film them having adult time. Wow. Some naked time. <laughs> anyway, I th I just heard that story for the first time like two weeks ago. Obviously, it didn't happen. Just to Hold close on. that story out. I have to he said no, but. This is all because if you knew dad, he was so quirky. And I can only imagine how that newspaper ad read. <laughs> yeah. That was totally, it probably didn't come across as like <laughs> professional. this professional business. It was probably sketchy. <laughs> and this couple was like, Not that's sketchy. our guy. It's probably goofy is a better word. Yeah. So anyway, my dad had done this my whole life. Uh, we used to take the tapes though and take them out of the camera, put them in a, a bucket and put it in the bucket in the closet. And so there was always this like gap of, okay, why are we filming these things? I started my YouTube career in 2008, right? So I had seen my dad film everything and I, I heard about YouTube in 2008, my buddy Justin and my other buddy Sam made our first YouTube video the Lake Lemon Road Trip Extravaganza 2008. It was an it was a 12-minute video for our hour-long road trip, <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous. We filmed it on a flip camera. It was like this sweet little, like, the technology back then was not what it is now, Sean. So I was, I was either filming on my Samsung flip camera. I was very aware, Andrew. I lived <laughs> through the same time as you did. Uh, okay, that's great. So we, we spent months editing this road trip video that's hilarious, and it still exists on YouTube. We followed that up with another video in 2008 called the Hoosier Hill uh, Extravaganza 2008, which is ironic because Indiana has uh, no high points. It's really just a hill. It's not like a mountain. So it's like you know us finding the highest point in Indiana, which is not that high. Do you get the joke? Okay. <laughs> so that's in 2008. I then got swept up in the football. Sean's doing gymnastics, winning gold medals during that time. 2010, made another video about a, another road trip. I just was enthralled with this idea of, of editing. Loved the process of editing, but also like making a storyline uh, out of like a week-long experience. How can you make like an eight-minute video? I just love the challenge of that. Which brings us to 2015, Sean. Okay. 
give the people some background as to what was happening in that year with me graduating college, football, the things. So I met Andrew in 2012, mm-hmm. started dating in 2013. I quit all of my work, speaking engagements, ambassadorships, everything. Um, for the entire year of 2013 and 14 while I was dating Andrew, I needed a clean start. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I transferred from Stanford to Vanderbilt. I got started in college and I was just a dating college girl. That was about it. Um, and it was amazing. And then in 2000, yeah, in 2015, when Andrew and I had started getting more serious, Andrew was starting to bounce into the NFL. Um, and out of the NFL. <laughs> no, you were bouncing from team to team. We are talking about engagement um, and marriage. I started picking up more work because we were we were talking about life together. And we kind of just came to this head a little bit in 2015 where Andrew, a friend of ours, had started the YouTube influencing world. They had like gotten into it. Mallory Irvin. And because we because I had so much experience with like negotiating contracts and agents and ambassadorships, um, I would sit in on all of these meetings with her where she was looking for representation and kind of negotiating this life. And Andrew and I just started having this conversation of, should we do this? Should I give up my old career that I'm now picking back up and should we try something new? Hmm. And you already, by nature of your dad, documented literally every second of our life. And Already I was doing that. Already. Yeah. Um, just didn't have an outlet for it. So it was always fun, but we, we were like, should we make an official, you know, like YouTube channel and well, upload an official video? I think you were uh, less excited about it than I was. I was in a place where um, we just got engaged. I just signed with my first NFL team, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I was pumped. I was like, sweet, I'm going to be a football player, just like I had dreamed of for the next 10 years. Done. I got cut after like three months and had zero money. So I was sitting on the couch, didn't know what to do. Signed up to be an Uber driver. When I hear Mallory was like, yeah, I just started a YouTube channel. I was like, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know that was a thing. Like, you know, I started asking questions about this is what you're spending time doing. And then like you're now working with companies. What does that look like? So in uh, December of 2015, Mm -hmm. We found some camera that we had in the closet. Don't ever watch this video, guys. It's still there. I freaking so love it. It's, it's, it is not great, to be honest with you. But this was a big deal uh, for Sean to start a YouTube channel. Um, we and we would jump from zero subscribers. I'll never forget sitting there after we released the video. And we got to 10,000 the first day, subscribers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But what was so unique about it and novel was you were the first kind of mainstream celebrity or traditional celebrity to to branch into the youtube world where now you know other people have tried to do it like a rod tried to start a channel it's like there it just was such a new thing i think literally you and jack black might have been the two well the reason why it was so challenging and to kind of bridge this gap for you guys to understand the the difference between traditional old school marketing and media so if you saw me on the side of a mcdonald's you know, cup, or if you saw me on a Coca-Cola can, but the difference between that and the influencing world is 
very, very different, or it was back then. We've made it different, I think, too. But go ahead. We've, yeah. So my entire career that I had kind of built and it was stable, I, I could guarantee an income, especially with you bouncing around the NFL. I wanted to be a supporting spouse at no, the time. I had no income. It was, it was, it was my, I was trying to help our family, you know? Um, but the way that you, I ran that business, it was very, very tailored, very polished, very politically correct. You didn't give polarizing views. You didn't give your real opinions. The way you presented yourself on camera was like hair and makeup ready. You had to look tailored and professional and polished as if you were going into a corporate Pay job. Pay hundreds of dollars for people to come do your makeup or do your styling outfits. Yeah. It's, it's like a whole thing. But the influencing world, especially back then, there was this divide between the corporate world and influencing where everything was very raw. It was not edited. You didn't wear hair and makeup fully done. You showed your actual self, your actual opinions without talking points, without a PR and press team behind you, without a lawyer standing behind you to make sure you didn't like put a foot in your mouth, all these things. And that terrified me because I, having that conversation with Andrew in the position we were in in 2015 where we didn't really have an income and we were wanting to pursue this NFL career, buy our first house, potentially get married, all of these things. I was like, okay, if we jump into this world it will shut the professional door for me that because, I was doing. Because your brand went from being super like, you know, fancy celebrity to like, oh, she has a YouTube channel. Like it, yes. it like belittled you. Interesting. Well, I do like, I give you so many kudos for uh, being a pioneer. I think in a lot of ways you are in this realm. Um, and I think you have Let shaped. Me correct that there. You okay. were the pioneer. <laughs> but I and think... I was gritting my teeth and holding on for dear life at the beginning because I was like, I don't know what's going to come of this. We're losing our stability. I distinctly remember a conversation we had in our kitchen where it was you saying, no, this is my uh, bread and butter or it's like speeches. Yeah. And I and I was pushing. I was like, Sean, we should do YouTube full time. And quit. And it wasn't speeches. even a thing back then. It wasn't. And I mean, this is beautiful thing about marriage. It's a difference in perspectives. But we did go about it in a smart way where it's not like, I think we made a transition over a couple months so that there was a bridge, right? Well, and to give one more anecdote here, the thing that ended up pushing me over the edge of being bought into it, which took a while, but it was so refreshing, was I had spent so much of my career trying to act. How do I say this? Um, I don't want to say like something I wasn't, but... A polished, like yes. super polished version. Being a professional athlete, your job is to put on a front for your mm. judges and your competitors that you are made of steel, that you are unbreakable. and Only show the good stuff. Yeah, and I remember watching on NBC all of these stories that they would say about me of like, oh, she's just a machine. And I wanted to be like, I'm not. I am a human being. I'm 16 years old. I'm struggling with boys and drama and girls like – the the girl teenage thing and I just wanted to eat a cheeseburger and like yeah. I, I I had never been given the opportunity to show my human side in this YouTube venture felt refreshing because for the first time I felt like I could actually just be myself without mm. people judging like corporations and companies without telling me oh you actually can't act like that even if it's who I was yeah your experience in the limelight, I think, does shed an interesting light on our experience on YouTube because you were so young as you were doing all these TV shows and, you know, 
getting interviewed by uh, David Letterman and all these people. It's like that, and you're a teenager. So mm-hmm. everyone else is in high school and college. It's like, well, what what else is going on in Sean's life? Like clearly this is a transformational period in a mm-hmm. lot of people's lives. I wish we could see the behind the scenes, which I remember watching that first video and the reception it got. Sports Illustrated wrote an article, which I'll talk about in a second. But I remember thinking, wow, this is so cool. I actually believe we were engaged at this point. I actually believe that the world would be a better place <laughs> if I was able to show the world more of Sean. And I fell in love with that smile. Let me see it. <laughs> not that one, not that. I fell in love with that smile as long as it took you to fall in love with me. But I was like, man, that would be a really cool side effect. So we got a lot, a very warm reception after our first video. We released a second video, okay? Mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated wrote, a headline because this was oh, a big God. deal for someone to like Sean to, to launch a YouTube channel. It was titled Sean Johnson's YouTube series episode two recap. Too many pillows. Do you rem- Sports Illustrated. Do you remember? That's what I'm saying. Because the I, setting was uh, uh, you were in bed with with oh, all yeah, these pillows. All pillows. Do you remember that? I will say though, <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. The reason why it had traction on Sports Illustrated and stuff was because. This person and persona that Sports Illustrated, ESPN, NBC, was forced to talk about in a like machine-like manner for so many years was all of a sudden becoming human. Does that make sense? And showing her bed, which again was a big thing. Relatable. Like yeah. I was truly like taking a mask off and showing just what it was like to be a normal Gosh. person. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast. In the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. It's so funny. I remember we filmed that first video that was like two minutes long. We probably filmed it six times. Yeah. It was with a camera that um, Shannon sent you, I think. It was like a, a Panasonic, I think. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, and so we, but I was immediately hooked with like the equipment with the editing. I would just binge yeah. watch YouTube videos for hours, learning about what's the best editing software, how do you do these editing techniques, what equipment's best, which was like super nostalgic because I, I have fond memories of my dad taking us to these camera stores and like showing us these new sweet digital cameras when we were like eight. It was like sports equipped. You could do, anyway, it was like I was hooked from the get go. And I will say, after we had posted a few videos, after I had started turning down speaking engagements and taking on this, like, new route, it was 
refreshing because for the first time, I think ever in my career, which was also now our career, I wasn't talking about being a gymnast. We were branding ourselves as you and I. Mm. And for the first time in my career, I had control over me. And that was the scariest thing to ever feel, but the most freeing and liberating thing to ever feel. To like, to be able to just turn on a camera and not have to think mm. about what am I talking about now? And mm. I don't know. It was just very freeing. I remember, well, I was in the same position with like the NFL. I having yeah. cut and I was like, oh, I don't control my own destiny with this, right? Yeah. Which maybe we have control problems, but I also, go ahead. No, finish. I was just, I, I remember hearing stories about like Justin Bieber making like 25 cents per view. Do you remember like mm -hmm. these rumors? And I was like, also, maybe, you know, I was a bum at the time. Three months, no job. I was getting tryouts with teams, but three months, no job. And Sean is like the breadwinner, which is fine. I love that. She still is. She's the main, no, she's I, the main event. But like, no, I'm like, I'm I have to do something, right? So then I'm looking at this. I'm like, if I could just cover our mortgage through doing this, mm -hmm. that would be great, right? It was amazing. And I went to like, tell you guys about a little bit about Andrew right now so that for the rest of eternity if you ever follow us you understand what's actually happening in the background not a single thing we do would ever happen if it weren't for Andrew I appreciate that babe. I would I never that. in a million years have started a YouTube channel I would still be doing speeches and I would be a different person I would still be wearing a mask and living under the control of a team you have built our business. I Yes, I am a dreamer. I have dreams. But I'm paralyzed by failure to where it's hard for me to even get started on a project. You have executed and built everything that we have dreamt of. No, I think we're a wonderful team. I love us as a team. I'm not kidding. This is the thing about no. Andrew. He's the most. Thank you. Thank you. But I really view us as like such a complimentary squad we are but you are way too humble because you will never ever accept that it was you you'll never acknowledge it and it was thank you anyway what, what i love about what we do though is the more i can actually uplift you and hype you up the more successful we are so it's like i think it's a win it's the best case scenario ever it took us a couple iterations to get there because the YouTube channel was not the first venture I tried. Do you remember the backpack company? I do. Andrew tried to start a backpack company. <laughs> no, I got a it sample made It was not a cute up. backpack. It was dope. It's <laughs> still somewhere in China after I got a demo made of it. It's still in China? It's the sample. Yeah. The, we I, never received it. I was, I know. Well, I didn't buy it. I didn't have enough money to. I didn't, to ship it over here. I will anyway. say one of, this is going on a tangent. Let me get off the path for a second. One of my favorite things about Andrew and I from the beginning of our relationship I started a career, a full-on career when I was 12. I earned some money, not a lot. It's definitely like a, I don't know, what what's that called? Like a faux pas or a false belief. Oh, yeah, that's fine. A false belief that, that people have of like Olympians that you like make a lot of money off the Olympics. You don't. <laughs> so I had Maybe a little. that's a whole episode in and of itself. I know. I had a little bit of money saved up. But one of my favorite things about you and I is from my career, you and I were able to form a family together, engaged and married, where I supported you for a little bit and then it would bounce back and you would support me in my venture and it would bounce back. And like, 
the team that we've had that way has been really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love you. I love you. And I'm thankful for you. One in five Americans have, quote, learn a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Plus, Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Andrew and I have been learning Spanish on Babbel, and it's been so fun. We've wanted to learn a new language for so long and have finally started. We've learned how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants, all without having to consult language apps, which is so cool. It's crazy how fast your brain picks up a new language when it's presented in a relatable way. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash eastfam. Again, get 60% off at babbel.com slash eastfam, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eastfam. Rules and restrictions may apply. We got hooked right out of the get-go, right? And immediately... I put together, I want to find the spreadsheet. I put together a spreadsheet of all these YouTube channels that I loved that I was watching. I remember uh, Losing All Hope Was Freedom. Laugh is what it was called. It was like this social comedy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that guy at all? No. Hilarious. So I was like, okay, who are the YouTubers that we could uh, collab with? What are my favorite channels? I would search and find their email address. This is what I did all day, every day. See, this is all While anger. watching Silicon Valley. And then I would also come up with a concept. Or like, okay, this guy does comedy. We were gonna do one. Oh my gosh, we gotta find this email. We exchange. were gonna do one with Dude Perfect. Yeah, which freaking shout out, Dude Perfect. We just met. Uh, I'd still love to do a video with you guys. Come on, let's do it. But we were gonna do one with a with a prank company yep. that we were gonna go to a pawn shop and pawn off your gold my medals, gold medals, which are buried in our backyard. Which we did, <laughs> which we didn't do because of a couple of different reasons. But anyway put together a spreadsheet, started doing this outreach, and like the amount of um, no's that we got, one, was, was, humbling. was painful. But also, <laughs> the amount of yeses we got was, it's exciting enough to keep us in the game. Because, granted, the only thing going for us at the time was that I had an Olympic gold medal, but we had no followers on YouTube, Andrew was bouncing around the NFL, and we just wanted to like do collabs. And Vsauce wanted to do a collab with us. Which is awesome. Huge. Oh but Andrew would sit for days and days and days and just like cold email all of these people. <laughs> and he'd be like, let's film a video. Let's whatever. And then I will never forget you compiled your yes list. Yeah. And we you. spent a year traveling the country to meet all of these people using the little money that we had like saved up. And that we were making, I was, I would still say yes, to like a speech or two to like fund our projects. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. But we would travel the country and meet all of these people and gain new friends with them. And they would That's teach the us. That's part is all the people we met. I know. They so would fun. teach us like how to do YouTube and how to like monetize it and make it a career and all this. 
By the way, there's an asterisk to the monetizing side that we'll get to. But they would show us the ins and outs of these influencer worlds. And we we gained a community and built our channel to a million, which was wild. Mm-hmm. It took a while um, to get there. We've never had a we've never had like a explosion of like wow we're the biggest thing that's happened. We've just kind of just kept showing up, you know. Hey, we had two number one videos. That's true. That's true. We did have a little streak of trending. But yeah. I'm th- I'm super thankful that it's been a slow build, you know. But through that whole thing that Andrew had created, the template of like bouncing around the country for a year, building this YouTube channel, building a community. We fell into this new world. We are no longer athletes. We mm. were influencers and YouTubers. And it was so cool. Um, so good memories. But then I'm going to go on a tangent. So add your commentary to this. I would say after that first year when we kind of gained our traction in our community, we got derailed a little bit because we lost the purpose of why we were creating videos. Yeah, well, we'll get there. I, I have this all mapped okay. out. Okay, don't don't skip ahead. All right. So we always, from the get go, had viewed this as like a journal, right? Just because of my dad, like I was talking about. But also, I have this journal that's now like over a thousand pages on Google Docs. I journaled ever since I was a sophomore in high school. I started a journal right before I lost my grandma. I won't forget. Sean was kind of doing a similar thing where I remember when we first met. She had these printed out uh, photo albums, like. You had a, but you still have a box of them. Yeah, a bajillion of these little photo albums. So we were like natural journalers. I don't know if that's unique to us or not. Let us know if you journal. But um, we viewed the YouTube channel as the same thing, where it's like this really cool way to document our lives. Which I still think YouTube is the coolest thing ever. It's like the democratization of media. I could go on a tangent about this forever, but what an amazing archive of like collective wisdom of humanity. It's amazing. I'll never get over it. So. In 2015, where we were is I was getting tryouts with NFL teams, which we were making vlogs about. We were also um, engaged. And do you remember documenting our wedding planning process where we were doing cake tasting, we were doing um, wedding venue tours, which was interesting to contrast that because we got an opportunity to do a uh, reality TV show. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And we ended up not doing that because we were like, wait, why would we go back to the traditional media? The yeah. YouTube is way more fun. It's so fun. We wanted to be able to document our life our way <laughs> and not have someone else write our story. That's right. Um, the amount of reality TV shows we've turned down. A lot. Oh, my gosh. And it's YouTube is amazing because, again, the more Sean I could show to the world, the better. And we had these layers to chip away. But it's also was so cool to see these comments that we would get. And, man we would spend hours responding to comments. And I just thought it was such a unique way to connect with fans. You would start this conversation, people would participate in it, and then we could kind of respond and build this dialogue. Um, but we got to do a lot of, you, you were still doing a lot of cool things, like the Invictus Games when you were down there with Morgan Freeman and Prince Harry. And it's like being able to share the behind the scenes of that or the Oscars red carpet. Mm-hmm. And like here you are with these, you know, this these, paparazzi taking pictures of you and then we make a youtube video about um like body image stuff on the red carpet and Mm -hmm. like this kind of the twisted world behind it it was like such a cool way for us to show hey um you think it's this like hollywood glamorizes to be this Mm -hmm. but let us tell you what's really going on and i still feel so fortunate to be able to like 
paint a, a more robust full picture of this celebrity world that you participate in and I get a front row seat to, it's just a treat. So that's 2015. Um, 2016, our one of the biggest collabs we did that year was um, Bertelli. And so we reached out to the family. I guess they're all known now, the LeBlancs. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows their name. And they were so generous in helping us get our feet under us. They got us to 100,000 subscribers. So we're mm-hmm. like five months in. This was April. I remember I got cut by the Seahawks on the drive to see the Bertales. Yep. We showed up, and they were, like, so nice to us. They did a couple videos that super, uh, like, boosted our channel. Got to 100,000 subscribers, and it was kind of like game on. We kind of just did collab after collab after collab in 2016. We were getting married that year. I remember you were patient enough to be late to your bachelorette. I still actually feel really bad about this. We did a collab in Florida, remember, with the seven gymnastics girls. Then you flew directly to Chicago for your bachelorette party for more on that collab later. But um, I'm sorry about that, by the way. It's okay. You take work very seriously. I was so, um, I hope I have more balance now. You're getting a lot better. Thank you. Like the seven-day bachelor party you just went on. (laughs) Are you frustrated with buying your kids clothes and having them grow out of them literally within a week? I know I am. Then you need to check out Posh Peanut. I love this brand. Their clothes are amazing quality and made from viscose from bamboo. So they stretch with your kid as they grow and are four times stretchier than cotton. They have different designs you can pick from, like Barbie, Flowers, Disney, and Hot Wheels. So we let our kids pick out which ones they wanted. And of course, Drew picked the pattern with Disney princesses. Oh, yes. She loves her Disney princess pajamas. Plus, I swear their clothes get even softer the more you wash them, which usually doesn't happen with kids' clothes. I also love that their clothes are chemical-free, which means they're delicate enough for babies with sensitive skin, which is something we've been paying attention to for Bear. Posh Peanut is made for infants and kids, but they also have sizes for moms and dads if you want the whole family to match. Let's be honest, every family has done a matching moment. And if you're not a parent, consider this a perfect gift idea. For real, you guys. We love this brand, and they're loved by over a million parents. Check them out. Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code EASTFAM. Go to poshpeanut.com slash EASTFAM and use promo code EASTFAM for 20% off your first order. So we did... We did uh the Bertelli collab actually started your Musical.ly account, which is now TikTok. Do you remember this? I don't, but... That was, a, that was the origination of our short form content was Musical.ly. You don't remember that? I don't. We made the first, um, you know, it's crazy. We finish each other's... Sandwiches, yep. I mean, it's crazy. What? We finish each other's... Sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. That was our first TikTok. Bro, I am living, I am reliving this so hard right yeah, now. Yeah, you're going like day by day right now. I am. Well, this is for We have our, to get through like okay, okay, seven okay. No, more this years. this goes fast at this point. Okay, so then 2016, I'm getting a bunch of tryouts. I signed with the Seahawks that year. I signed with the Raiders, I think twice that year. Um, and I was like filming us doing wedding planning. We released our wedding video, which was so fun. Our bachelor, bachelorette parties. We had all these videos. And I was like, I'm so into this. I also started documenting my NFL journey of getting tryouts, getting signed, getting cut because I had never seen that side of things as a player. It was always like, you know, I grew up in Indianapolis as a Colts fan. Peyton Manning's on the team for like 14 years. And you're like, oh, that's what every NFL player is like. I'd never seen the experience of like a bubble player like I was where it's like, oh, hey, we'll get signed for a couple months and then get cut. So like 
it was almost like Hard Knocks before Hard Knocks existed was our YouTube channel. Shout out to Wow. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Don't ever take I, that out of context. I'm so what do you mean? The East family thinks their channel is Oh, I'm just hard saying knocks. that's why people like hard knocks. Wow. And that's why I thought anyway. So we had documentation of like literally me getting cut and filming this, which I don't even know if that's illegal now. This was all like new. This was a, I don't this think was it a was. frontier. You were we, filming in the locker room. <laughs> this was I don't know what the it was also new. No one had any yeah. law, uh, rules around it. So anyway, we also used it in 2016 as a way to kind of stay in touch and share each other's experiences. Sean went to Rio for the Olympics yep. in 2016. And while then I, I was in camp. And then I went directly on tour. So we Oh my gosh, don't even I know. Our entire like first year of marriage, we weren't together, which was the hardest year of our lives. Um but it did give us a little bit of like connection and in exchanging videos. And we would do these vlogs where it was like, here's Sean's day. And yeah. then the same video is like, meanwhile, Andrew was in two days, right? Yeah. Um, which those were always kind of fun to like put together because I remember like you doing golf lessons, you going to these different events, showing how long you had to walk. And like, I'm glad that we have this footage that we can still refer to and hopefully show our kids one day. Um, so we were kind of just like having fun with it. And I think 2017 was a pivotal year because that was when we first got pregnant. Yep. Fall of 2017. Mm -hmm. This was pivotal. This was probably the most pivotal. Um, found out we were pregnant. You tell the story. Okay. So up until 2017, every once in a while we would have these like events that we would film and post videos about that we were excited about. But I would say up until 2017, from the time that we started YouTube, we kind of like aimlessly did YouTube, trying to be successful at it without a purpose. Um, and we would go in and out of these phases of like, what are we doing? Why are we creating slime videos? Why are we, you know, what is what is our purpose for this? Like, what good are we doing here? And we kind of felt lost on YouTube for a little bit every once in a while. It was still fun, but we just didn't have like a reason. 2017... We get pregnant, um, documenting We documented the whole thing naturally, like as if we were going to like keep it for ourselves, like our first appointment, me telling Andrew, all of that stuff. Not because we were ever going to share that. That was not the type of content that we put on our YouTube channel back then. Our content was very light and fluffy and fun. Slime videos. Yeah. Um, so this was like truly a video diary for ourselves. Uh, a week or two weeks after I found out I was pregnant, two days after I told Andrew I was pregnant because we were apart. I was traveling on a press circuit. Andrew was bouncing around for tryouts. Um, it was two days after I told him back when we were together, I miscarried the pregnancy. Um, we've filmed like that doctor's appointment and me finding out and like how we just kind of naturally dealt with that grief. And we created a video for us to watch. It was like, again, a video diary. And I remember sitting there thinking, I don't know why this was very out of context for my style, but I was like, I want to post this on our YouTube channel. And I think that was majority in part to my gymnastics career. I was taught to never show emotion or show weakness of any kind. So even though we were married, I hadn't really learned how to like 
vocalize pain to Andrew of any kind or weakness, which is a whole other podcast story (laughs) (laughs) of how we got there. But after this miscarriage, I was just kind of like, I'm good. I'm fine. Whatever. I didn't know how to like have a conversation with Andrew and be like, I am grieving so badly right now and in so much pain and I don't know how to ask for help. So in the back of my mind, I was like, what if someone on YouTube has gone through this before? Because I felt isolated as well. We kind of went back and forth. Andrew was very nervous about posting it. We went ahead and posted it. And that video went to number one. I didn't know if any single person in the world would watch it. Because, again, it was not our style. And I remember sitting there for hours reading the comments like that rolled in. And it was from couples and women all over the world who had gone through the same thing. Who were saying... I feel the same exact way. I don't know how to talk to my husband. I don't know how to ask for help. Thank you for posting this. And we would just sit there and like communicate through the comments back and forth for hours. Mm. And it was because of that video and because of like the impact that that made, it switched our entire purpose on YouTube to no longer being frivolous, but being a place where we could truly intentionally connect with people and try to relate to them on levels where we feel most isolated. Yeah, and like and like share a message or start a conversation. I think that was the first inkling experience that we had at that. Uh, it was crazy. We'll talk later. We had tens of thousands of comments that are now deleted, which yeah. which Thanks, makes me too. sad and frustrated. I, yeah, we'll I love you, YouTube, that, but jeez. Um, that that was a really pivotal moment where I was like, oh my gosh, wait, we can, I think, make an impact doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean, you know, I had experience walking into a room with Sean and women would just like break down in tears crying. I'm not, that happens yeah, still all the time. I hate when you say this. I'm just saying to see the effect that she has because of, you know, her success in gymnastics and she was like this idol for a lot of people. You're, I think you were America's sweetheart, were you not? You're my sweetheart. But it's like, okay, so how do we follow that up? Like what's the, how can we share some important message or like uplifting message or make people, what, how can we actually do something cool with that effect? And so um, 2017 was pivotal in that, in that point. I remember that was also an interesting time because I had still, I was like super obsessed with Zach King and like the editing styles uh, of how, how do you like make magic edits and all these things, which was kind of, again, originations of like short form type content. But like just really with the storytelling, making it captivating. Um, I have a whole embarrassing highlight reel of that. Do you mm-hmm. remember that one? I do. Of all these. So yeah, me doing Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Cropped it. And it's like <laughs> I will have to play some of this. It's great. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with the therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient. 
and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Um, so 2017 was a big year. 2018 was also a big year because in that spring, I launched the podcast, Redirected, um, mm-hmm. which was our first foyer into podcasting which is now what we spend a lot of our time doing um and so fast forward to spring of 2019 when we got demonetized and comments turned off and we really felt comments deleted not just turned off deleted youtube wiped all of our comments yeah which is a bummer so you remember if you're in the youtube culture there's something called the adpocalypse which happened where like people were um there's some weirdos on YouTube who would like exploit underage kids. There's also a lot of like, you know, geopolitical war, like people doing torture videos on YouTube. And it's like, YouTube was figuring out where the line is. Right. And how do they protect when you democratize something? How do you like steward that? Well, anyway, we had done that, uh, collab with the seven gymnastics girls, as we previously mentioned, the leader of that group um, turned out to be, unfortunately, a, pedophile. a creep. And um, I think he's still in prison. Yes. Anyway, so be. because of our association with gymnastics, which was it still is a big trending topic on YouTube and Seven Gymnastics Girls, um, I think YouTube kind of just associated us with, like we had Any, Seven Gymnastics Girls yeah. in the title of our video, so they were like, demonetize it as a and blanket policy. At that time, given a lot of like security around girls and kids and gymnasts, our channel, understandably so, because I was a gymnast, got flagged in a natural al- algorithm, and so we got shut down for a while, very long time. Which honestly, we're all in favor of. Like, unfortunately, unfortunately, our comments did get deleted, and there's like, yeah. That's a bummer because there was tens of thousands of comments. But the more important thing is the protection of the kids. So yes. just to clarify that. Um, that happened in 2019. That's also when we like realized we kind of took a step back and said, okay, well, maybe we don't just go all in on YouTube. Maybe there's like how can we use YouTube as part of a broader strategy because we don't want to be married to like – we don't want to be at the mercy of them turning off our comments or demonetizing us, yada, yada. Um, so that kind of – sparked us thinking a little bigger than just YouTube. In 2018, December 2018, that's also when I achieved my NFL dream after five years of bouncing around from team to team to team. Signed with the uh, Washington football team. And that was a really fun series to kind of like bring us full circle. Uh, We also started our dating series in 2018, which kind of turned into the Couple Things podcast. We like People loved us recounting how we met what we liked about each other, what like what made us want to get married to each other. And, you know, that dating series turned into a couple of things, which ultimately turned into family made, which is what, do, what we do now. In 2019, we got pregnant. We did. January. And that's when we had our first hire. We hired Lexi, mm-hmm. which was a, another pivotal moment for us as like a, just moving forward with things. We realized Sean's going to be, you know, pregnant. 
and not feeling good some of the time. And then we're going to have a kid to deal with. And, and we were like kind of married to releasing one YouTube video a week. Mm -hmm. Remember that? So how do we keep that going and how do we formalize things? And it really helped force us to organize, prioritize and focus what we were doing. We had to like systematize everything because now we had someone who like was like, hey, what do I do today? And I had no idea. So we were like, dude, we were paying Lexi through PayPal. We were like just she was hanging out with us in the living room. It was crazy. I also want to add a lot of people, especially when we, when we get to this point of like you had your first hire. A lot of people ask us how we make money and tying this full circle. So back when I was a gymnast in professional athletics, we worked in I worked in marketing. Basically, people like Coca-Cola and McDonald's would hire me. I would promote their product, but it was basically in exchange for being an ambassador or being sponsored for my career. Fast forward now, we're in this YouTube world where we're showing our life and relating to people. And we've built this community that trusts us to like be their friends. And truly we are. We make money based off of, you know, YouTube's monetization. So based off of how well your videos do and how many people watch it. But also it opens up this door where we now get to promote products as well um, and go back into what I was doing in gymnastics. Except this time around, since we have full control, if in every video we make back then we were showing whatever it was, iPhone, we'd be like, hey, iPhone, we're promoting your product and we love it and we use it every single day. Is there a partnership we can do here? Yeah. And we take that very, very seriously with every product we promote. We try it first. We have to believe in it. We have to believe in the company. We have to believe in the people who started it. We have in-depth conversations. And it was through this that we started building this business. And yeah, it, it took off. It's also, I mean, I, Sean and I have had the experience where a product can literally change uh, for sure with parenting. It's like when you find you know a place that's slumber pod to put your uh, kid in when they sleep or you know the place you put them when they nap or like the pa the right pacifier the right bottle that like helps them actually drink and eat enough it's like it can actually change the game right mm -hmm. and that goes for parenting it goes with health and wellness it goes with fitness it's like we're really excited to introduce products that um hopefully helps you out um and so it's great to merge like a product with what we're already talking about. And I think it's a huge honor for us to hopefully provide value in that sense. We, we view it as like, Hey, hopefully you try this product out. It helped us and hopefully it'll help you too. So we ended up bringing Lexi on that year in 2019 to help us manage all this, to manage our accounts and our um, relationships with companies and our relationships with you guys who are listening to make sure that we kept everything up and running in a high quality way while we're on maternity leave and managing a baby. So that was in 2019. That fall, we had Drew, um, our first child, freaking princess. Love my mm -hmm. life. I love her. Sorry, I've had that About happen. a week after I had Drew, I find out that couple things, which I'd never heard of before, a podcast, had charted to number one with no episodes. And I was <laughs> like, what is this? Why is our face on this? And Andrew's like, this is our podcast. I launched it. And we need to record episodes now. And I was literally a week postpartum. And I was like, I might kill you. Yeah. Mistakes were made for sure. But it's amazing now. Um, so Redirected was my solo 
project podcast that has now I think 140 plus episodes. We launched a couple things because obviously Sean's a bigger deal between us. Um, but I fell in love with this experience of like interviewing people or just like having a broader discussion. I'm sorry, I'm about to pee my pants. And Sean needs to go to the bathroom. Okay. I had fallen in love with this experience of sitting down and doing interviews and uh, meeting new people and then having, this was kind of in the political climate too, where things were tense. Uh, but what does it look like to have like an unbroken extended conversation in depth about a topic? It's like, I just think there's some magic about YouTube and there's some magic about uh, podcasts. So that show launched, had a lot of success. We got nominated for the People's Choice Award in 2020. Um, I actually hit number one or two in December of 2022 as well. Mm-hmm on the charts. Um, and then, you know, after we had drew, especially when we launched that show in 2019, there was a lot of discussion going on around like, Hey, we've been doing YouTube for the last four years at that point. And what does this look like when we have a kid? Right. So there was at that point you had a lot of these like family vlogging was really starting to like take off. And then there was kind of some people manipulating that, that concept and making it almost like a scripted reality. Um, and so we started having discussions of, do we include our kids in this or not? And we viewed couple things as a really important outlet for us to just have something that's just Sean and I. Um, we didn't know how we were gonna navigate the situation with Drew or our future kids. And now our philosophy is kind of um, include the kids in a way that's from Sean and I's perspective as our content has always been from our perspective it's not like um it's not like a kid's channel it's not about what the kids are doing necessarily it's about what sean and andrew are doing which has heavy overlap and what the kids are doing obviously because we spend a lot of time with them but um always from our perspective in case we ever just want to like say hey we're done with that so i don't know if we're we have conversations about this all the time like how can we navigate this wisely no one's ever kind of done this before right social media started in 2008 with Twitter so like it's very young and we're just trying to go through it thoughtfully uh so there's that we never viewed our content as like scripted reality or like hey now our income is dependent on this we always just try to maintain just like my dad did with making home videos like maintain this sense of creating shareable home videos is is how I consider even what we do now is like shareable home videos so like, yeah, there's a storyline and we like kind of will do a sit down narration of it, but it's still a home video. It's not like a YouTube video, right? It's not like a mist. It's not like a family Mr. Beast type video. Does that make sense? Anyway. Okay. So, uh, with Lexi, we were able to increase, um, kind of like our, as we systemized things and organize things, we're able to increase the number of videos we output. So then we had YouTube videos going out every week. Then we got exclusive deals with, with YouTube, with Facebook, with Amazon. And it's like, um, we're, we had a lot of content to create. Mm -hmm. So we're doing short form every week. We're doing podcasts, multiple every week. We're doing YouTube and then we're making cuts for all these different platforms. And it started to like grow this team of, Lexi and then we had video editors and we have producers who like, Hey, how does a couple things differ from your East family YouTube channel? And then telling storylines through each of those episodes. Cause we got caught up in like just sitting down and recording a random podcast wasn't working. Um, there were expectations of like, how can we 
patch together something that is pleasant to listen to. Um, and so now we have, I think, 12 W2 employees that we have this really amazing team that I'm so thankful for that helps us keep that up without us losing our sanity or our priorities. Well, the reason why we have so many employees now is, and we have so many contractors, I mean, we have like a team of 30 pretty much, is because it all kind of came to a head in 2021 when we had Jet, where looking at the type of videos we were sharing and how much we were sharing and how much we were filming, we kind of capped it. We no longer wanted to continue putting more and more content around us out. We didn't want to keep adding more shows. We were comfortable what with what we were sharing at the consistency we were sharing it. But in order to grow that and continue to impact you guys and give you relatable content and like good-hearted, wholesome family content that can hopefully impact our world for the better, um, we had to grow our team because we wanted to find other people out there yeah. who do what we do that we can help and uplift and help grow yeah. to hopefully create a tidal wave of just good content for the world to see. Yeah, so in 2021, we're in this position where we had a, like a really solid process. We have this content calendar that's planned months in advance. We have these podcasts that are like, you know, having a good amount of reach and success. We're also at a point where we're sitting down and filming for like five or six hours a day to like, you know, put out the YouTube video, put out the TikToks on all the things. And we simultaneously... Also, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on where we realize, like, Sean and I come from such a limited experience of she's from Iowa and I'm from Indiana and we're, you know, uh, we have two kids biologically and there's so many other stories about adoption and special needs and, you know, losing loved ones and, you know, uh, being a widow and, like, not everyone has this team that we've been able to build. And so there's this hurdle in our niche of like family lifestyle videos of one, separating yourself from like the more exploitative family content, which I hope to stay in arm's length away from always. And two, since it's with kids and with your spouse, like there's kind of like this, it adds complexities to the relationship and it's always like hey we can't do this because our plate's too full we have the kids to take care of so so we reached this point where like how cool would it be if we could use our team that we've built to help reduce the obstacles of people in our niche who um, share a similar set of values to help create more content because there's so much you know uh as you said promiscuous or uh you know kind of i think culturally undermining content with gambling with profanity with all these like things that i think our type of content is the antithesis of right and there's this massive audience for uh our genre of content uh and it's it really like people want it so how can we help create more of it which continues us on the path of building family made we're now We've been able to, uh, we started family in 2021. We didn't have our first show signed until July of 2022. It took so many no's mm -hmm. for us to finally get that first yes of like, yeah, I'll, uh, I want to do a show with family mate. And now people are signing bi-weekly <laughs> <laughs> and we have a long list that we're clearing as we speak. We have 14 shows, um, signed. I think they're 
now 14 shows live. I think there's three or four more signed. Um, and we did a whole video on family made a podcast on family made, but like, it's so cool to build this ecosystem of family friendly, um, brand safe content that, uh, people want to listen to. And it's not like cheesy. It's not corny. It's like quality content. Uh, about real topics that hopefully serves as conversation starters for people going through this phase of life, whether it be uh, dating, engagement, uh, marriage, the young parts of parenting, what we've made videos on for the last eight years, right? It's like creating a home base for those people to go to and, and building out resources of not only podcasts, but also courses and handouts and events. Um, it's, I'm really excited for the future. And our experience on YouTube has been such a treat. I feel like we're the luckiest people in the world to be able to sit down and have these really fun conversations over the podcast with my wife. I love the conversations that we get to have, to be able to learn about you by by being in the office with you every day. It's like, I just feel spoiled. And I feel like where we started with the mission of sharing more Sean in the world, <laughs> That was not our mission at all. I feel, I feel like all. I'm still doing that. Um, I want to clarify, that was not our mission. <laughs> Ever. No, you never said that. I, okay. I did. But now we get to share more of what, you know, has made our life fulfilling and fruitful, which is not the Olympic gold medals necessarily, not necessarily, you know, achieving NFL dreams. It's like, gosh, our marriage, when we look back on the past seven years, so fulfilling. Our kids so fulfilling and we've had a lot of fun memories like the zero g video that we've got to do the ryan trahan the travel vlog that we made through europe gender reveals and pregnancy announcements with my parents which now i get a good look back on with my dad drew's birth vlog drew's first time at chow's gymnastics it's like gosh there's so many full circle things and we have this archive of a journal for our lives and hopefully uh, what we're building with Family Made will be this archive of resources to help people navigate this in a less um, overwhelming way. I didn't have the idea to make this video until like two weeks ago. And then I was patching together our storyline and I was like, man, what a ride it's been. <laughs> Who knows where it goes from here? I know. But I love it. How many shows do you think we'll have by the end of the year at this rate? We need to cap it around 20. But you know what's crazy? Okay. We put out, we put out. You just got serious. I think around 800 pieces of content last year. Short form videos, YouTube videos, podcasts, newsletters, courses. Um, 800 pieces of content that hopefully nudges the world to take one step closer to making family the aspiration and not making a million dollars or like using chat GPT or AI or like getting a six pack. It's like, hey, make your marriage, make your family your number one priority. And that's what we're trying to push towards. So anyway, I'll end my soapbox. <laughs> Maybe some of you found this intriguing. Uh, thank you for going with us down memory lane. But that's how we got into YouTube. And that's why uh, you know people don't recognize Sean as much as they used to for Olympics or Dance with the Stars, but more for TikTok and YouTube. And, and you. No, 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 me. They only know it's a height difference that really sticks out. Sticks out. Is that why people took pictures of you on the plane and I wasn't there? <laughs> oh, what a ride. Okay, well, we'll end it there.
What are we, two hours in? Yeah. Thank you for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. We're the East Fam. Out. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.